Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Finally, as promised, wow, it's been a long couple days, guys. <laughs> as promised, we're going to do a step 10 show. And uh, mostly because I need to do it today. <laughs> There's a reason this is my favorite step. And a big part of it has to do with self-awareness and, and trying to be the human that I want to be. And today and yesterday were very long days and I'm not going to give you excuses or sugarcoat it. And I didn't do any harm to anyone. I just was not my happy-go-lucky self at all moments. And man, it was work to recenter. I was letting things, little things bother me that shouldn't have bothered me. I was trying to figure out you know, the serenity prayer version of owning my own shit. Some of it in my control, some of it not. But my attitude was in my control and I didn't do a very good job of my attitude. So that is what we'll chat about. I definitely was very self-aware today and like had conversations with myself. But I also, I'm gonna, I recorded a little video today when I was at Epcot and I realized, well, this is my working theory anyway, okay? Because I'm not a neuroscientist or a brain doctor or anything like that. But it's my understanding that gambling addiction hits us on a cellular level. And, you know, when we talk about triggers and urges and things, today I had some, well, today I had triggers that I think were hitting me on a subconscious level. And, and let me explain why. Like I said, I was kind of grumpy. Now, granted, I've walked 50,000 steps plus in the last two days in the sun, running around like a crazy person, trying to take pictures, also trying to enjoy myself, trying to learn. I put pressure on myself, which I operate better under. So I'm okay with that. But what I noticed today, so I'm in Epcot, and I'm going to warn you, if, if you are triggered by, well, I'm sorry, I, I talk about stuff that might be triggers all the time, and hopefully I'm not causing anyone to feel the kind of if I felt today, but I need to talk about them for my recovery and so that you know, you know you're not alone in yours. And when these things come up, if you can learn from, from my experience, you don't have to suffer the way... I was suffering today. I'd much rather you do that. So this is going to sound like maybe not a big deal, but I think it was a big deal. So I was in Epcot and they have all these different countries. If you've never been, Epcot's here in Florida and it's an amusement park for my out of the country audience and people that might not know what it is. And I wanted to get around to all the countries and learn as much as possible and take photos and stuff because my business is growing internationally, as is the podcast, right? So I don't want to be ignorant because I don't know things and because I didn't pay attention in history because it wasn't my favorite subject. It's important to me now that I understand cultural nuances, how to communicate well, how to take care of my clients. So all those things are important to me. So that was what my motive was for going to Epcot. And a couple things happened 
when I was gambling, I was definitely slot machines were my, you know, my my thing, I'll say. I mean, I enjoyed other forms of gambling, but it's definitely I had a relationship with slot machines. And anybody in my personal life pretty much could tell you what my favorite machines were. And yesterday at Epcot, I went to or excuse me, yesterday at Universal, I got some photos done that I think will be great for messaging on social media. And one of them was Cleopatra. And Cleopatra was a slot machine that I used to play. Then today, there was things with the Great Pyramids, which was another piece of the Cleopatra slot machine. And then in Japan, my favorite machine of all times was Geisha. And you know, you would think that Geisha was a living person the way I used to talk about her. I'd be like, my Geisha, I have to go see my girl Geisha, you know, like it was just bad. And the graphics on that slot machine were alive in, in Epcot today. You know, the, um, I think they call it a pergoda. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure of the word, but pergoda, maybe. Anyway, in both Japan and China, there was representation of things that I've played slot machines of. And by the time I got really crabby around three or four o'clock is when I made the video talking about, you know, were these things hitting me in a way that I wasn't expecting? And second, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this whole people don't think of gambling. Like there was some people that were telling me they didn't think arcades were gambling the other day. And that's fine. Everybody can have their opinion. And when I explained the concept of, you know, you put money into a machine and you get a reward out, the tickets, and, and their argument to me was, well, what if the parents, you know, like their friend's parents were letting them play? What would you do if your own kid wanted to play? And I'm like, listen, I'm just here to raise awareness. Like it's still gambling in my head. And again, I have my positions, but I tend to not argue about them. I share them here with you. And if you agree, great. If you disagree, great. I mean, that's the beauty of this country and of being human beings. I mean, we're allowed to have our opinions. It doesn't mean mine are right. It's just what my experience has led me to believe. So I, I believe that arcades are damaging to children and set the tone. And that was another thing in Universal yesterday. I caught wind of some gambling stuff. It was like one of the attractions was simulating the environment inside a casino and making it sound amazing. So all these things were happening. Now, this is just normal life. Now, you guys know I live a bet-free life and I'm trying to live life. I think that on some level, these things were impacting me. So back to step 10, it has to do with our character defects. And when they show up, how do we react? So I'm going to go through. I Honestly, I found, because I don't have the book that we normally work out of, I just found some GA literature on the web. So I'm going to read you some points. And the things that I was dealing with today was frustration, anger. I was upset. I was grouchy. And I didn't like that. So... Those were a couple. And then humility has been something else that I've been really trying to work on. And I had a conversation today with one of my 
tears about how I'm working on it. And that I saw through a couple other conversations with some other entrepreneurs, like they were, you know, like kind of bragging about themselves and stuff. And that's what we're taught in our space, in the entrepreneurial space and in these coaching classes is we have to believe in ourselves, right? If we want clients to believe in us. And that's what they were doing. They weren't doing anything wrong. I just know that as the receiver, it was a little bit of a turnoff. And I want to make sure that I'm not doing that. Like I have to believe in myself and I'm going to still advocate. I'm still going to be Bobby the Awesome. I'm going to still like I wore my hat around today and it is what it is. I still want to teach the world that it's okay to sound that way. This was just a little excessive in my opinion. And it's okay. We all have to sell ourselves. So it's okay. But it's one of the things on my radar. I want to make sure I don't come across that way. Okay. So here we go. Step 10. Do you guys want to know what step nine is first? It's always good. It's been a while since we did step nine. So step nine was make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure themselves or others. So you've admitted your powerless, you've cleaned house, you've acknowledged who you've had to do. So now we're on to step 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 10 through 12 are sometimes called the maintenance steps. In steps one through three, we gave up. In steps four through nine, we cleaned up. And steps 10 through 12, we keep up the work. That's a good way to summarize the steps. By this, we mean that these steps represent a design for daily living that assures we maintain a life permanently free from gambling. Step 10 is now making sure that the house we cleaned stays clean every day. So guys, this is like my buckets, right? I feel like when we do the work of steps one through nine with the buckets, we, you know, we've cleaned the house, we've we've gotten rid of the resentments and the anger and anything that we've been carrying, anything bigger than an initial moment, we've taken care of. So now like step 10 is kind of like recharging that bucket, kind of the figuring out how to deal with the things in our control that could fill up the negative. Step 10 is nothing more than working abbreviated versions of step four through nine on a daily basis. There are two fundamental ways to work step 10. Now, because this literature is a little different, it it talks about the ways that the rest of this literature reads. And I don't, we haven't worked on it this way. So I'm not going to really get into the nuts and bolts of that. But here are some of the questions that we can ask ourselves when we're working on step 10 on a regular daily basis. Number one, whom are we resentful? Number two, what exactly did they do? Three, what in us did it affect? Four, what was our part in the situation? And five, what was the character defect behind our behavior? So for me today, to whom was I resentful? I was resentful kind of to the parks and to Disney And to the people who gave me bad information that wasted my time and energy, as well as the slot machine creators who created these slot machines that remind us of everyday things. What exactly did they do? They created the slot machines. They gave me bad information. (laughs) What in us did it affect? It affected my balance. Like I felt like I was off today because of that, which was causing some of this moodiness. Of course, you know, there was other things happening today too. I mean, I made a really big decision about um, 
some work stuff. Maybe that was stressing me out. Maybe I had some fear showing up. I'm not real sure. What was our part in the situation? So my part was not letting it just roll off my back today. Instead, I got a little pissy about stuff. And I guess I could have done more research before going to the parks. So I guess I can own that part. Maybe that would have answered some of the things that I was struggling with. What was the character defect behind our behavior? So maybe impatience because I didn't want to look at the web in bigger detail or impatience with the employees or getting frustrated over things that didn't, you know, they're not going to matter in five years. Those were kind of some of the things showing up for me today. We can no longer blame others for our behavior. We have learned that every time we are disturbed about something, no matter what the cause, there is something wrong with us. But what about justifiable anger? If someone hurts us, aren't we entitled to be angry? We think not. Justifiable anger is the dubious luxury of normal people. Wow. I I didn't really read all this all the way through, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I skimmed it to make sure it was relevant to uh, the conversation tonight. For compulsive gamblers, it can be devastating and used as a basis to rationalize all sorts of self-destructive behavior, including gambling. So here was another part of this. So you guys know I haven't drank in, I think it's over 10 months now. Might actually be 11. Yeah, it might actually be 11. And everybody around me was drinking today. Well, I don't like broad statements. A lot of people were drinking. Like there was a food and wine festival. And... As someone in the addiction arena, again, I don't think people think of Epcot as just an adult place, right? So there's all this alcohol for kids. This is the reason why we need what I'm going to do when I get funded enough to do it. We need a place where we can go without all this shit normalized, drinking, gambling. Like it shouldn't be normal. It's dangerous. And I get it. It's up to us to protect ourselves. But as a culture, it just sucks. And I think people need options because, you know, you can decide today to quit, but it doesn't mean like you're healed and that this stuff doesn't impact you. Here it is impacting me on almost four years later from my back. So I think it's a challenge sometimes to uh, stay protected. And that's why I preach the way I do about doing the inside work and doing things like step 10 to protect ourselves because that's really what we're doing. All those bad behaviors and character defects or whatever negative language (laughs) comes out of my mouth in regards to this, we owe it to ourselves to take care of it. The reality is that anger usually just makes people stupid and makes them do stupid things. Prisons are full of folks who acted out in anger. Many politicians hope that if they can make the electorate angry, they will vote unwisely without studying the issues very closely. Isn't that interesting to read on an election year? If we can learn to control our temper and pause when agitated or doubtful, we can start to make smarter and better choices, including not gambling today. We learn to use restraint before speaking, texting, etc. Instead, we just say a short prayer for these people or institutions that have harmed us. Isn't that interesting? So... That's what I did by making the video that I made today. And I I will release it and and get it up there so you guys know what was happening in the moment. And I was very... I was doing two things when I recorded it. Well, I was doing more than two things. One was I was venting to get it out of my bucket. So I shared it. 
Two was, I wanted you to know that you're not alone when you're having days like this or you're feeling these feels. And I wanted to raise awareness about how this stuff can show up for us and how things impact us. So you might not have ever thought before of how a pagoda or whatever the word is might impact you. Or, you know, I I think I've talked to you about this before. There's a song, Walk Like an Egyptian, and it was associated with a slot machine I liked. And every time I hear that song, that's the first thing I hear, I think of. There's a Britney Spears song that does the same thing because it was next to a machine I like to play. Like these are triggers and we have to be aware of our triggers. Now, this next part is pretty, I think, interesting too. The little grasp I did. Next, we can look at our fears. Did any of our old fears reappear or have we acquired any new ones? And now it's talking about some stuff. If one of these fears is especially troubling, it may require a call to our sponsor to disclose this. Now we can look quickly at our character defects and humbly ask our higher power to have the most destructive ones removed. Finally, we look at our harms to others caused this day by dishonesty and thoughtlessness in our sexual conduct, financial conduct, or general behavior. Were we wrong, regardless of the person's actions? So for me today, it wasn't the people I was actually dealing with that had any control over the things that were frustrating me, other than the ones that were mistaken. But everybody makes mistakes. I shouldn't be as wound up as I was about the mistakes. If possible and appropriate, we should contact the person immediately, acknowledging what we did and extending an apology. Again, it is essential that we won't mention anything the person did or use non-apology weasel language such as, I'm sorry if I have, if you were offended. We should not be sorry for how they reacted. We are sorry for what we did. If we are unsure of the wording, it may be wise to wait until the next day and review with our sponsor before making contact. We should never fall back on the excuse that we are too busy to do this. Truthfully, with a little experience, this entire nightly inventory shouldn't typically take more than about 10 minutes. Certainly, a recovery from a horrific from the horrific illness of compulsive gambling and obtaining a life that is happy and free is worth 10 minutes a day. So I actually went up to a couple people in guest services. That's who I had to deal with for my situation after going to another guest services where they're like, oh, well, you can't do that here. And I apologized before I started speaking because I knew that my tone was not a nice tone and I just couldn't figure out how to reset And I needed to get the stuff off my chest. And I actually said to them, like, I need you guys to help me reset my attitude because I'm crabby and it's not your fault. Like, I literally said that. I can only imagine what people think of me when uh, they don't know that I'm like in this recovery, self-improvement world. They must think I'm a little whack job. But anyway, the moral of the story is when we mess up, like acknowledge it, feel it, and just make sure we're apologizing to the people that we impact, including ourselves. Give yourself grace. It's okay. It's okay that I had a bad day today. It's okay that I was impacted by things. It was okay that I was moody. Was it perfect that I involved other people? No, but I can forgive myself for that as well. And I know that I did better than I used to do. I would have been a complete asshole really prior to the life that I'm living today. So those are my thoughts on step 10. I'm glad I finally got around to it. Not for lack of 
effort, but you know, things happen when they're supposed to happen. And I guess today was the day I could best articulate my message on this. I really do think that this is my favorite step. November, we got step 11 coming and I'm hoping to get this really fabulous guest on that I want to interview that was like literally a monk, get a little bit more perspective on spirituality and meditation. So that's my goal for step 11. Anyway, guys, thank you for letting me download this to you and and chat with you about this tonight. And thank you for being patient with me as I got stuck and a little waylaid during the course of my travels. I hope this serves you and I hope you're doing well out there. All right, guys. I love you. Talk to you soon.